0: This is HPR episode 2542 entitled How I Helped My Dad Run a Static Website Using Sparkle Share. It is posted by Clacky and is about 12 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is in which I describe my setup of Sparkle Share and GitLab pages to maintain a static website. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org I'm Klaque, so I'm on my usual bank run. So it's time to record something while I have the time. Uh, I'm going to take a look at my other phone here, because I'm an idiot who carries two phones around. Uh, Let's see. Browsers. There. Uh, So I go to my uh, microblog stream, tag HPR app. And I'll see here... Bitcoin, no, not for now. Cantorys, normalization. I'll need to prep that a bit more. Thought I had something good here. Uh, oh yes, here it is. Let me see. How I help my dad run a static website using Sparkle Share. That's a good one, I think I can freehand. So, my dad is the, uh, the person in my parents church who knows how to how to computer as we say and um, so he's responsible for running the website for the church I helped him set it up a long time ago and at that time we used oh what's the name of that it was a static web host It was called like meme cluster or or something like that It it was a free website and if you didn't have too much traffic, then they let you run that for free. Then uh, a couple of years ago, I, uh, oh, so let me see, he, he, uh, at that point he used that with, um, I think we used FileZilla to just FTP up the stuff. But then uh, it had a bit of downtime, so I I started looking at an alternative solution. So I figured, hey, there's Sparkle Share and and there's all these uh, software as a service services now, so why not just put this thing in Sparkle Share and every time he changes a file, Sparkle Share will will sync that to a Git repo somewhere, and that would automatically deploy things somewhere. So I was going to try this with Heroku, but it turned out that the way Sparkle Share addressed Git didn't quite work with Heroku. You you need to put an ssh colon slash slash reference and not just host colon blah. And when you do with the ssh colon slash slash the real url format for for a git destination, then you need to provide an absolute directory at the end. And maybe it's possible to do that with Heroku. Maybe it was possible then, but I just I didn't figure it out at the time and I felt that I should be doing this on a freer service anyway. So then I looked into what Red Hat was doing with RH Cloud and uh, uh, OpenShift. So uh, Red Hat has this product OpenShift that has changed quite a lot over the years. Back then it was probably OpenShift version 1. But basically that is what Heroku did but generalized. So uh, you get a uh, virtual host somewhere and you push to a git repo and that creates some kind of uh, deployable package and it puts that onto your virtual host and off you go. And then it has built-in detection and build packages for all kinds of things so you just don't configure anything you just put your Ruby on Rails app there it will discover that it's Ruby on Rails and will run it properly or if you have a PHP app you put that in there it will discover that it's a PHP app and start it up or in the case of PHP there's almost nothing to start up you just put the things there so in my dad's case it was just a static website so it was basically just okay this is a PHP app with no PHP in it and that's a static site and we just put it up there uh so that went went by we had uh uh one staging repo and one published repo and that's just two git repos we didn't do any serious git stuff with that it's just two directories they're both managed by sparkle share he drags files into or edits files in the staging repo first and then he looks on the website yeah looks fine and then he just Copies them over to the other one, and it doesn't have to know anything about Git. It works pretty well. Uh, but then, a uh, while back, OpenShift and Red Hat uh, changed their policy on how much you could get for free, and and so on. So I wanted to move off OpenShift, and I looked around, and someone suggested GitHub Pages, and I thought, yeah, that would work. But I, I don't really want to support GitHub unless it's absolutely necessary, because I want to support. F- free software. That's why I was an open shift to begin with. So uh, there's an obvious choice. If someone recommends github then you better just check okay is gitlab offering the exact same thing? And yes it is. There's gitlab pages. So we put the thing up on gitlab pages and um, it hasn't been entirely pain-free. uh, on GitLab Pages, the way it works is you push to your repo and then you set up the CI flow. And in our case, it's just basically copy these files from source to destination. Done. That's the build process. Uh, but still, uh, there's a, a step that fails. You, you run your Pages job, and that's just copying the files. And then uh, there's the Pages Deploy. And that's... Uh, I don't know if I can even edit that. I haven't tried, but... That's basically predefined by GitLab, and that's what takes this package and puts it on their host. And that sometimes just randomly fails. My father will mail me, hey, I got this email. Uh, He says something failed, is is this a problem? And then I look at it, no, it already succeeded again 20 minutes later when you edited the next file. So uh, now my advice to him is if you change something and you don't see it on the website, just make some inconsequential change somewhere else. And hopefully that will go through and it also varies a bit uh, how fast changes go through so he will change a file it will get push Sparkle share will automatically get pushed to change and then I can look in the uh, GitLab CI pages because yeah we're doing this in a project on GitLab and we are both users so my father will mail me and say something is up and then I'll just go in with my user and I can see that, okay, this job started and then it copied the files and then it finished. And it varies quite a lot. It can take several minutes or sometimes it just takes a couple of seconds. Alright, that took care of the banking stuff Um, on my way back home. Um, So yeah, I was saying that GitLab Pages has been working pretty well. There are some hiccups sometimes, but I've instructed my dad on how to work around them. Just modify some files, push again, and then it probably works. Um, And then um, just a couple of weeks ago, we both got an email. I'm I'm the primary owner of the test repo, and dad is the primary owner of the production repo or, or project. And uh, uh, we both got an email saying, hey, you need to verify your pages. And I thought, okay, I'm going to have to do that sometime. Not now, I'm (laughs) busy. And then the other day I got an email, okay, you didn't verify your pages, so now we unpublished everything. (laughs) So I just got in there, okay, actually, you just add a text record to your DNS. So that took five minutes once I got around to it. And since then it's been running fine. And then I mailed my dad and I said, hey, I finally took care of this thing. And he said, yeah, I received that email one minute after I received the email that my production repo had uh, failed to verify. So what, what that is, you go just into your GitHub, GitLab pages settings and then it says, oh, if you want to verify, you need to add this text record. It's, it's pretty clear. And then you just add that text record and then you tell it, yeah, verified," And then everything is fine i don 't know what that 's necessary though, because i mean if if my DNS is pointing to their server, I think that 's a pretty clear indication that I intend for my domain to be handled by them, but I guess they have the reasons um, so uh, yeah basically that's that 's it it 's been pretty easy. Um, I did all the setup on my dad 's computer, of course, so uh, I have to get out the public key from Sparkle Share and put that into his GitLab user. And uh, then just follow some pretty basic instructions on how to set up GitLab pages and and that's basically it. Uh, I'm using, but not actually making use of, uh, I tried to tell my dad that, hey, this would be a neat idea, but he's fine with how things are now. Uh, using uh, a um, site generator. So it actually runs the site generator every time, but there's nothing for it to do except copy the files. So the way we're using it currently, the site generator is ba- basically a glorified copy. But uh, you can do that as well. I'm, I'm using Jekyll and uh, there's a thousand others if you prefer some language other than Python. Um, that's, that's a whole episode on its own. I'm not going to dig into that now. So until next time, this has been Hacker Public Radio. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HPR listener like yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons <laughs> Attribution Sharealike three license. Ba <laughs> ba